0: Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about Why am I still depressed over this breakup? Well, one of the things that's very frustrating about a breakup is feeling like it's been going on forever. Right. Sometimes you could be depressed, stressed out, upset, uh, constant thoughts uh, that are intrusive yeah. and obsessive for months on end and sometimes for years. And so today we're going to be talking about this because it's a really, really difficult thing it to deal with. It is a
1: difficult with. situation. Because
0: right? you feel powerless, yeah, right? Like you feel like you're being held hostage. By this breakup, by this grief, yes. And, and it's exhausting. It's absolutely emotionally yes. exhausting. It takes over your life and it's the only thing you can think about, the only thing you want to deal with
1: you can't stop it's you feel out of control in a lot yes, of you do and that's extremely disturbing and so for I think about the fourth time we're going to talk about depression and and grief over a breakup mm-hmm. um, and I hope that there are some answers in here um, or at least some different ways to look at things but I want to allude to a brilliant question that coach Craig asked last week as we were thinking out loud together and he was saying it's so easy to understand at least in terms of history and being adaptive, that anxiety in many ways does things to keep us safe. And Mm -hmm. I'll go back to the old saber-toothed tiger um, analogy, that if we were living in a cave with 50 or 60 other people, um, and we went out to hunt or gather one morning and found a saber-toothed tiger waiting there, um, who grabs our little loincloth and almost drags us into the woods, but we get away, we run fast enough, and we get back to the cave. What do you think is going to happen the next day when you go out? All of your alarm systems are going to be on, saying you better look out for the saber toothed tiger. Could be over here, could be over there, could be anywhere. You better be careful. And hopefully you fixed that loincloth. <laughs> loin loincloth to be a little tighter and harder <laughs> to grab. Exactly right. Uh, but we have an alarm system caused by anxiety that's there to keep us safe. And I'm going to talk about PTSD in the sort of in the near future, so yes. that's part of it. Because um, trauma it, has a huge impact on breakups. Oh God, yes.
0: Breakups are extremely traumatic. Yes, they are. And yeah. you know, we have extensive training on that. Yeah. And so that's why you're going to learn a lot more from us when we talk about yeah. why it's so traumatic and yes. what that means. Yes.
1: So anxiety keeps us safe. And Craig's question was, does depression do anything for us? And my own conclusion, after years of dealing with depressed people, is that if nothing else, depression gives us an enforced rest when we're too stressed to function. Okay, let's
0: talk about that for a minute.
1: So if you have a long period of stress, um, a depression can follow that sometimes, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And a depression... Can can you help people understand why a depression might follow that? Yes. They, you know, everybody doesn't understand depression like you
1: do. So everybody's, so say you've had a really distressed or stressful period when all kinds of things went wrong and you got a flat tire and your hot water heater went and the bill was terrible and your wife's in a bad mood and the baby is crying and teething. How would Mm -hmm. that be for stress? Would that do it? That would do it. Okay, that would do it. Uh, Some period of time, not terribly long, after, say, a couple of months of all this, it wouldn't be a surprise if you had a depression, and here are the reasons—some of the adaptive reasons—that people have speculated the depression might come.
0: Okay, so what we're trying to help you understand is that there are maybe some biological, yes, evolutionary yes. reasons to a breakup or and to a depression over to a breakup. To a depression
1: over a breakup, indeed. Yeah. Okay. So
0: if you understand this, because you know I've explained how anxiety has a function in relationships. And this
1: was your question how does anxiety... That's right. How does
0: depression depression
1: have a similar adaptive function?
0: I got Margaret thinking
1: and I've always... (laughs) Yes, yes he did. And I've always thought that it was a way, when you didn't have sense enough to rest and take care of yourself, that sometimes the human psyche used a depression in an act of desperation to get you to calm down, stop the stress, and kind of rest. But what I found out when I researched it is that there are people called evolutionary psychologists, how's that for a term, who look at modern things and modern symptoms and modern phenomena and ask how do these things play in our history and one of the things that they say about depression is it must still have some adaptive function for us or evolution would have you know selected it out and we wouldn't have it anymore
0: that so, makes sense it's interesting right doesn't it because doesn't it? why would you have depression
1: if it didn't help you no that's right and yeah so what they're saying is that if you really look closely at depression it may have been very adaptive when someone was sick or injured way back there in the cave days because if you look at the depression the first thing is most people complain I have no energy I don't want to do anything I have all these cool things that I want to do need to do I can't do anything because I have no energy well they would propose that all the energy is being reserved to go into the healing process from whatever it is that ails us. Mm-hmm. And you could certainly have some kind of a, an infectious disease and in antiquity remember there were no antibiotics so either you survived by resting or you didn't survive. So the depression may p- may play a role in getting you to rest even though you don't want to.
0: So it's a survival? It's mechanism. a
1: survival mechanism, yes. And the, the other thing is, you isolate. So if you have an infectious disease that's going to spread to other people, if you isolate, it's not going to spread it to the other people quite as readily, nor are you going to pick up a new one. Okay? So the isolation even has a function. So it gives you a chance for, for your immune system that's to help right. you, re- you yes, feel better, exactly heal, right. yep.
0: keeps other people from
1: getting what you yep. have, and may help you heal from an injury as well, mm-hmm. uh, because if you can't, if you're isolating, you're not going to go running around and so forth and so on. So, do you think a lot of athletes get depressed when they're injured? I bet they do. And in fact, I think I have one fellow I used to work with, and he was injured one time and couldn't run, and he was absolutely—I I had to literally work with him to get him going again.
0: Was it Fred Flintstone?
1: Yes, and one of his cousins as well. I remember the man very well, I liked him a lot. And he was about to run a marathon and and he couldn't, and oh my heavens was he depressed. So particularly back in the cave days when I was little, um, it may have had a really meaningful function. And people go on to say that oftentimes the human body sees stress almost as an infection. And that a response to stress can be to be kind of knocked down and forced to rest by a depression. Now, it would be interesting to think about that when you're in the middle of one, um, although it's hard to think about anything except how depressed you are. Yeah. Um, but you can remember that sometimes our psyche has wisdom that we don't have um, and knows what to do for us. The other thing they suggest is that um, if your tribe... Um, is, you know, sort of an average tribe. And over the hill, there's a very well fed tribe that has lots more antelope than you do. And you might be tempted to go start a war with them. Um, depression might be a very good idea to keep you from doing something that's going to get yourself killed and probably half your tribe. Um, don't attack tribes that have more antelope than you. <laughs> okay? So, it does It does seem to have um, an adaptive piece to it. And like I say, I have said to people, because most therapists get all upset if depressed people want to rest. And I have learned over the years not to do that. So I had concluded on my own um, to remind people that somehow, their body, their psyche, their whole system was reminding them to slow down, take a pause and maybe think about things. So that resting when you were depressed was not the end of the world. But the thing you hear the most often from depressed people um, is you shouldn't be depressed, stop being depressed, just get over it, snap out of it, and if you got up and did something, you feel better. Well, you can't because you don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. So I try very hard not to do any of that. And I encourage people to think about what's been going on in their lives recently and, and when have they been depressed before, if they have been, etc., etc. But I've learned not to get all upset about resting. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we found out that depression does have some adaptive qualities. Yeah. Um, The other interesting thing that Craig asked is Can you be depressed for no reason? It's a good question. It is a good question. Even you think so, Coach Craig, who asked the question. And I asked the question. Yeah. Go me. (laughs) Yes, good for you. (laughs) Um, My answer would be no, but I don't know that I can prove it. Um, Most people, if they come in to see you and they're complaining of either anxiety or depression or panic attacks, You'll say, well, what do you think made all, when did it happen? start to happen, and how did it start to happen, and what do you think made all this happen? And many, many people look at you blankly and say, I have no idea. I have no idea. And that's partly what we're not taught to think about, um, because it's perfectly all right to ask why and where did this come from, and really nothing comes out of the nowhere into the here. And many times... Um, as, as Freud says, and as many, many other major thinkers in mental health say, we have early memories of not-so-good things, of our parents not being available, of living in a chaotic family where people come and go, and there are always financial problems, and the family may move a lot. But particularly if you're, the presence of one or both of your parents is in question, if you lose a parent, then it becomes especially difficult and depression and grieving are very close cousins and depression and
0: grieving are, are very close, close cousins, cousins. Okay. yes
1: um, and Freud would posit that originally um, depression comes from early grief around childhood losses that never gets dealt with wow. let, let, let's let's stop on that yeah, let's talk about that for a yeah. minute
0: because a lot of you guys are thinking or maybe have thought, am I depressed for no reason? Maybe not necessarily even over this breakup, but at another point another of thing, your life. Yep. And Margaret's saying no. And Freud is saying no. And Freud is saying, the reason that you're depressed is because something happened
1: yes. in that early childhood that that loss happened. That's right. Usually if one of your parents. Think about it.
0: Or as I would say, or you've heard me call it, an attachment trauma.
1: An attachment trauma. Exactly right. Um, Anyway, losing people when you're really little is a huge deal. And just recently I had a family tell me that they were not going to take a fairly young child to awaken a funeral because they didn't want the child to be sad. And it was not easy to explain to them that the child is not stupid, number one. Knows what happened, and deserves a reasonable explanation because what the child may imagine could be worse than in fact what happened. Children tend to blame themselves for things that things that go wrong when they're little, and they'll often yeah, say a lot of things. Oh, they're yeah. very narcissistic. Yeah, children, yes, and they'll. It's say, not a
0: bad thing, though. No, it's just where they're at when developmentally. They're yes,
1: but I've heard, I've heard people say, well, you know, I don't want them to be sad. Unfortunately, it's one of those things we can't help them not experience. What we can do is help them experience it in a real and positive way. Mm-hmm. If, someone di- if Grandma died, then Grandma passed and that's that and they're going to grieve and we want to help them feel the feelings and put words to the feelings. We don't let them blocked out to come back later in a depression that appears to have no origin.
0: See, so if you don't deal with things when they happen, they come out later. And And I mean, people... I I, want to say something real quick about that. Because it's important, I keep telling you guys, the key to dealing with this breakup is talking about it. And that's why I say, if you, for some reason, don't want to talk with Margaret or I, and you're that crazy, get yourself a local therapist. Yes. But we know, and Margaret and I are experts in this area okay we have spent a lot of time talking about this and the breakup process what to do to reattract somebody and how to handle things but you have to talk about it because if you don't it's gonna come back later in life in the form of
1: maybe panic attacks panic attacks is a very common thing that comes back anxiety or depression nightmares night terrors absolutely all those things So if you don't do the work now, it's going to come back and get you later. It will bite you later. Don't we sound like doomsday people? Uh, But we know about feelings, and they're not always logical. They're just not always logical. But they're always hooked to something that's logical. Um, And of course, in a breakup, losses, they say, are like, try to pick up one paperclip when you have a bunch of them. Every time you have a loss, other losses come up. Mm-hmm. The only good news is that every time we have a loss, we reprocess the other ones we've had in a lifetime, and mm-hmm. the older you get, the more there are, unfortunately. But the thing is, if if you have a breakup, you may think of other people you lost, your friend who moved away when yep. you were a kid, um, the teacher that you were really attached to that you never saw again. People have all kinds of losses. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, the best idea is to talk to them at the time. And sometimes we underestimate children's feelings to, to feel and to be happy, to be sad, and even to be angry. And being angry is also part of the grief process.
0: Well, a lot of children get yelled at for being angry. Yes, they do.
1: You know? Yes. yes. Um, yeah, people don't want them to be angry. Um, and people don't want them to be sad. But again my my saying to that always is we can't protect them from it we can only help them deal with it absolutely okay so if you understand that depression grief is a very normal thing depression happens and it happens for reasons the important thing is to remember that it is not a flaw in you that makes you grieve or be depressed okay it is a normal process and we have words so that we can process the feelings Mm -hmm. but i'm working with someone right now who's having a terrible time understanding um that depression is a real thing that we have to deal with and that it means that you're not strong if you want to deal with it the strongest people are those who have dealt with feelings and come out on the other side yeah okay Um, feelings are neither good nor bad they simply are. And we can't ignore them. And if we try, they'll keep coming up to say hello again.
0: Whether you like it or not. Whether you
1: like it or not. And
0: whether you try and ignore it or yes. not. Yes.
1: And whether you try and ignore it or not.
0: So, you know, the thing is that we're trying to help you understand is, you're sitting there wondering, it's been a year.
1: What's wrong with me? It's been six me? months.
0: Why am I still depressed over the
1: situation? Is there something wrong with me? No. There isn't anything wrong with you. One of the other things, though, that could be going on is you may have a loss earlier in life that you haven't grieved. And it's sort of like two, two storm systems getting together, you know, to form a superstorm. Mm-hmm. So it's always worth asking yourself, do I have another unmourned loss anywhere in my life? And you might not even figure
0: it out until you're talking with us. Yeah,
1: but once you start to think about it, or talk out loud about it, then most people will remember what they need to remember Mm -hmm. to resolve it. And even as soon as you say to yourself, "My, my task now is to look at this depression in terms of what it's trying to tell me. What is it trying to tell me? It's trying to communicate something to me. But even once you have a commitment to look at that and to try and work with that, you usually feel better because you feel less helpless. Okay, Mm -hmm. and depression can be dealt with, it doesn't have to overwhelm us forever. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's a lot to think about, it's a lot to think about, yeah.
0: But you know, depression is very, very common when you're going through a breakup or a major loss, yes. And so, don't beat yourself up, no, never think about the things that we're talking about here. And, you know, obviously we talk a lot about attachment, attachment trauma, yes. and all of those things, and that's directly correlated to what we're talking about today.
1: Yes, and talking about one's feelings kind of makes you feel kind of vulnerable. So we hope you have someone in your life that you feel comfortable sharing these things with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: okay, is okay. there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, and your questions were still brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, Margaret.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that a great video, guys? Make sure you give a thumbs up for Margaret on that one. She <laughs> spends a lot of time researching these yes, things. Yes, I do. So, if you want to get our help, you can get my help or Margaret's help. Just go to our website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, Skype coaching. If you got to get with me right away, emergency Skype coaching is available. And you can also Skype with Margaret. She yes. is brilliant. And we recently added some more hours to there. So there's a little bit more availability for you guys. Just go on there and sign up.
1: And now that I understand it, I might even respond to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As far as the YouTube comments. Yes, as far as the YouTube comments. We're working on it. We're working
1: on it. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret and don't beat yourself up. And we will talk with you soon.
1: Hi. I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years' experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. If you would like professional help with your situation, please contact us at AskCraig.net.